Welcome to TechCast with Jake. I am your host, Jake Nonamaker. A friend of mine recently bought a MacBook Pro. He was upgrading his aging uh, PC notebook to a MacBook, and I was curious as to what his motivation was. So we got to talking, and his primary concern was uh, security, and he was concerned about Windows viruses, and he thought that a Mac would give him better security and he'd have less viruses. So we got to talking a little bit more about that, and I kind of got the sense that he was being lured into this false sense of security because he had a Mac. Uh, you know, having a Mac is not a magic bullet to protect you from all the threats on the internet, of which viruses are just a minor point of it. Just to clarify, uh, you can run Windows on Mac hardware, in which case you would have the same exact security issues as if you were running Windows on PC hardware. So today I'll be talking about running a Mac OS, formerly known as OS X, on Mac hardware. In this episode, I'll use the term malware, which is a portmanteau of malicious software. Malware is a generic term which includes a wide variety of malicious software, including viruses, trojans, spyware, adware, scareware, keyloggers, and other software programs which are detrimental to your computer and your security. While it's true that Macs can't get viruses, that is, self-replicating malware, they are susceptible to Trojans, spyware, and other malicious software. Trojans are a specific type of malware which trick users into installing them. For example, you may try to download music or maybe an application, but it may just be a cleverly disguised Trojan malware application. The Trojan may be something like ransomware, which will encrypt your files and demand a lofty ransom to decrypt them. And yes, Macs are susceptible to uh, ransomware and cryptoviruses. Other Trojans may include keylogger malware that captures your keystrokes as you're typing them. And those keystrokes may include credit card numbers if you're shopping online, or it may include bank account credentials if you're doing your online banking. Other types of malware that Mac users can get is Scareware, which is, when installed, uh, software that will throw a pop-up on your screen and will claim that your computer is infected with viruses or malware, and it will demand payment to remove them, or they're going to try to trick you into purchasing some virus removal software or malicious software removal software. Of course, this is nonsense, and you should not give in to these crooks or you know, give them your credit card number or any other form of payment. Although Macs cannot run and install Windows viruses, they can still pass them on to other computers. For example, you as a Mac user may inadvertently download a virus executable and store it on a shared folder or a cloud file share such as Dropbox or even iCloud. Then a user, a Windows user who downloads that file and runs it may become infected with that virus. Many applications today are cloud-based, such as email and file storage. With cloud apps, there is no security advantage in having a Mac. Mac and Windows users are equally vulnerable to be social engineered to divulge passwords to their cloud or web accounts through phishing or fake tech support. So, uh, social engineering, uh, if you're not familiar with that term, is a way of getting scammed or lured into uh, giving up your credentials. Usually this is done through phishing emails, 
you know, that have a you know, tricky into opening up the attachment. Or a more recent uh, method is fake tech support, where you will actually get a phone call and from somebody that will claim to be from Microsoft or Apple or Dell, and they'll be claiming that your computer is infected with a virus and that they must be given access to your computer in order to clean up these viruses. In doing so, they will instead uh, infect your computer with you know with their software, their malicious software or they may steal your data. So just uh, being aware that there is fake tech support out there and they are looking to skim you. So having a Mac does not magically protect your computer from malfeasance on the internet. So here are some tips to help protect your uh, security as a Mac user. One, be wary of all file attachments, even if they come from someone you know. Carefully examine the email body for spelling and grammar errors, links using URL shorteners such as Bitly. For example, you might there might be a link that says, you know, it's supposed to go to Citibank or Gmail, but instead the link has bit.ly with some letters and numbers after it. Also, look for fake links. A common ruse is that the crooks will use a link that has some words such as Citibank or Gmail inclu- embedded in the URL, such as gmailsecurity.com, which is not Gmail. There is no gmailsecurity.com. You also want to look at the email from and to information where you know the cyber crooks will try to trick you into thinking that this uh, email is coming from you know, somewhere like Xerox or UPS or FedEx or Gmail or Dell or whatever, uh, you'll notice that the to or the from, uh, rather, the from, uh, it'll be from like the URL or domain name will be something close to being like FedEx, for instance, but maybe it'll say, you know, FedExDelivery.com, which is obviously fake. So just pay attention to those. So those are phishing scams. You don't want to be hooked by any of those. Number two is to use unique passwords for each of your web accounts. Uh, Of course, you want to use long, complex passwords for your highly sensitive web accounts, such as banking or any kind of web, you know, um, stock trading or financial websites. A password manager, such as LastPass, is the easiest and most secure way to keep track of all these passwords. The basic version of LastPass is free, but the premium version, which gives you mobile, has a mobile access on your phone, is only 12 bucks per year. So it's a very inexpensive way to keep track of all your passwords. Uh, the third security tip is you want to enable two-factor authentication wherever possible, especially on accounts which have a messaging, messaging feature such as email, Facebook, Twitter, Skype, etc., if any of these accounts get compromised, then a crook can easily impersonate you to scam your family or friends. So that's so on any of those, you want to enable two-factor authentication. Like I have two-factor authentication uh, enabled for all my email accounts, my Facebook, Twitter, Skype. And so what happens is when I go to log in, it'll send me a code that I have to type in as a second uh, way of authenticating my identity, and that is sent by um, text message to my phone. 
And once I log in, it usually will remember that I'm logging into that device, let's say my PC or my notebook, for 30 days, and I won't have to do it. So I don't have to do it every time, just every 30 days. But whenever anybody else tries to log in, let's say they're in the Ukraine or something, you will receive a text message with the code so you know that somebody's trying to log into your account with your username and password and that you'll need to change your password as soon as possible because your password has been compromised. So be sure to enable two-factor authentication wherever possible. Uh, the fourth security tip is you want to install security updates and patches. You do this not only for the Mac OS system, but all your uh, third-party applications such as Adobe Reader, Adobe Acrobat, Adobe Flash, Microsoft Office, Photoshop, etc. Locally, uh, one of the nice things about having a Mac is that most of your apps in the system updates are all done at the same time through the uh, App Store or you know the system updates. It'll update all your any applications that you install through the App Store. But there are some apps which you may not have installed through the App Store and you're going to have to update those individually. Uh, I think one example might be uh, Chrome or Flash, Adobe Flash, I think, is uh, one of those that you have to install separately, which, by the way, I would not recommend installing at all if you can avoid it. Adobe Flash and Java are two that are shouldn't be installed unless you absolutely need them. Uh, the fifth tip is you want to back up your data, of course, because if you ever get hit with a crypto locker or any kind of ransomware, and encrypts all your data, the only way to get your data back is through uh, restoring from a backup. So you want to back up your data both on-site to some sort of on-site appliance, but also off-site to some sort of cloud service. Now, this will protect you if, in case something ha disastrous happens at your home or your business. You know, if there's any fire, flood, or you know who knows, uh, at least your data will be also saved uh, up in the cloud. So unfortunately, Apple announced la late last year that they're abandoning their airport time capsule backup appliance, which was an excellent solution for on-site backup. But there are other network storage solutions available, such as uh, Synology makes a really nice appliance. For off-site backup, I recommend a service such as Backblaze, uh, or, but you could also use something like iCloud or Dropbox. Uh, my company, Axicom, has a file um, sharing service and a ba file backup service called AxaShare. So uh, any of those are, are really good ideas to, um, to back up your data to the cloud. Uh, the sixth uh, security tip, you want to have anti-malware protection. Now, this is a point of contention with many uh, Mac experts who claim that Macs don't get viruses, which may be true, but that's only one very specific type of malicious software. You know, there's a whole bunch of other malicious software out there uh, that's available that a Mac could be infected with, including Trojans, keyloggers, and things like that. So I recommend, uh, as, a, as a security expert, to install uh, both antivirus and anti-malware software. Specifically, I recommend Webroot Antivirus for Mac to actively protect your Mac from infection. It's a very effective antivirus. It uh, checks what's running in your RAM. So if it finds something that's suspicious, it'll quarantine it or it may just stop it altogether. 
I also recommend that you um, install a program called Malware Bytes for Mac, which is passive malware protection. This will uh, scan your Mac on a schedule. Um, hopefully you'll do it daily uh, so that it will pick up any kind of adware or scareware or spyware and delete that junk out of your uh, Macintosh. The seventh step I would recommend, uh, or seventh tip, is to use ad blocking plugins for your web browser. Um, you know, a lot of malware comes through ads. Uh, you know, that's a that's a very dangerous vehicle because you can go to a legitimate website like Yahoo or Google or Facebook, and the ads can contain malicious code. Uh, these you know, the, uh, these companies don't do a, any kind of vetting or they don't do much vetting to see if there's any kind of malicious code. Or if you're redirected by clicking on an ad, you may be rede redirected to a malicious website. So by having a web uh, or an ad blocker uh, plugin installed in your web browser is a good way to prevent that from happening. So I recommend uh, using Adblock Plus, uh, which is available for all browsers. And I Specifically, I tend to use Chrome uh, with Adblock Plus, and I find it very safe and secure. And it keeps you from, you know, just one more layer of protection. It keeps you from getting infected through these ads. Uh, the eighth and last tip I have is that you want to avoid uh, using public Wi-Fi. You know, cyber crooks are known for setting up rogue wireless access points in popular gathering spots, such as airports and coffee shops. And they can easily capture your internet traffic and sensitive data in, uh, in any web account credentials. And they may be even be able to redirect you to malicious websites that can infect your Mac with malware. That's if you inadvertently connect to their rogue Wi-Fi hotspot, or uh, I should say wireless access point. But if you must use public Wi-Fi, you should consider subscribing to a VPN service, which will pro provides you with a safe, encrypted internet connection over public Wi-Fi. The one I recommend is called Private Internet Access, or PIA VPN. The cost is is nominal, seven dollars a month, or you can prepay for uh, forty dollars per year, and it goes a long way to uh, protecting you when you use public Wi-Fi. You know, indeed, Macs are excellent computers, and their operating system has many features which provide for a safe computing experience. But don't, you can't let your guard down. Many of the scams and threats have nothing to do with the type of computer you use and everything to do with you as a person. That's why it's important to keep on top of the current threats, what current threats are out there, and many ways, the many ways that you can be social engineered to expose your personal data and account credentials. Continuous security awareness is the key to staying safe. So thank you for listening to TechCast with Jake. You can subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And be sure to rate and review this podcast so others can find us. You can email me at jake at axicom.net and follow me on Twitter at Jake Donamaker. Have an awesome day.